What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Obsession. I'm Carl Bethke. I'm Mike Staler. Got another question from you guys. Mm, people want to know what we want to do in March for projects on our property, Mike. So TSI, frost seeding. Uh, what can you seed at that time and what we think the best clover is? And then kind of adding into that is uh, what types of food do we run on our properties to keep our deer herd and hold them until the hunting season? You know, people say, you know, corn, beans, brassicas, clovers, doesn't make us successful. Hmm. Huh. Well, March projects are pretty simple. Uh, a little bit of TSI, cleaning up of the trails if the snow is gone, I think. Frost seeding is a yes if the soil is exposed. Yes, if the snow is gone. Right. Don't frost seed over the top of your snow. Because you could get rain or you could get snow, and the temperatures can change, which is great. But if you get rain, it's just going to wash your seed out if you don't have some sort of soil contact. If it's sitting on top of the snow and it melts and rains at the same time, it's really going to wash it away. So no frost seeding on top of the snow. That's right. my opinion on that. You can get snow after it. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Yep. Um, I do a lot of my stand um, maintenance, too. Then. Uh -huh. I don't really like to dick around with it in the summer if I don't have to because it's a lot nicer to do it in the winter yeah and then just do my trimming you know and stuff right early um, but you know if you leave your stands up which almost everybody does yeah you know changing your straps out checking your straps checking your steps checking your ladders you know that kind of stuff mm -hmm. I like to do March April yep and it's a big scouting time again for me too for sure so you know you can go out there right now and obviously if you have food like your place here, you know, you see the cow pass, the deer coming in and out. Now, some of them are normal, you know, patterns that the deer use, but some of it's basically false information also though, right? Yeah, they're just traveling out to get the easy food and right. stuff like that. Not gonna... So, um, you know, everybody talks about scouting. Your best scouting time would have been right after the hunting season as far yeah, as Yeah, that, that early, early snow, like, <laughs> right? The, the, those are trails that they're traveling right pretty much all the time stuff yeah. like that so yeah if you go to my place right now there's you know there's trails diagonally they're in diagonal across you know that open space now because the, the golden rod and everything's down mm -hmm. and but i mean it looks like cow pass yeah you do. know right to where the food is yeah they're not traveling otherwise but that's not normal from all the movement we've seen during the hunting season, right. so it's totally different. So that's why I mean by false information. I'll show you guys some of that on the video here. But uh, you know, clover seed. What clover seed is best? I'll tell you right now, you guys. I make my own seed, uh, my own mix, and I actually go to the local co-op, uh, the Senex Co-op, and they have many different types of clovers, and I mix it myself. Mm -hmm. um, they also have. A whitetail blend that they have, which I think is a pretty good blend, also. So you can use that. Uh, Grandpa Ray's clover is really good, um, and Maxi Rack has a clover mix also that I believe is really good that we've used for many different years. So I don't run a lot of clovers on my property, which you know I do have some. Yeah. 
And the reason I have some on my property, and this kind of gets into the other part of the question, is on your guys' property, what types of food do you need for a deer herd home? <clears throat> I put it a little bit, I have three plots that are clover, and they're not big. They're a quarter acre or less. And those plots are basically for the does. Okay, initially, right away, um, actually right now they're digging in, I'm like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to progress. That brings the does, a few does, into the property to hold them. And then, of course, the summertime, they come in and out. Different different doe groups come in and out. And that's when the separation of doe groups becomes important, like you've done here with the bedding and all of that. Um, and then we're going to change a couple things with your food plot stuff this year, too. Yep. Uh, the clover there... It is there for the does a little bit early to help them with their fawning and things like that. By the time it actually comes into play later in the season, um, they're semi-important, but not near as important as my fall plots. Fall plots are the most important part. Yeah, we, we use a lot of you know brassicas, yep. leafy, you know big leafy brassicas, uh, corn. We didn't have any beans in this year. I'm not a bean advocate. Um, I, I did have beans mixed in with my corn. That I get, yeah. That I, I just started doing, um, but I don't have separate standing beans myself um, because they're only good super, super early Yeah. or super, super late. So they, they really bring nothing to the table during the season. Yeah. And then you hear your area, you usually have one farmer that does beans and one farmer that does corn. Yep, so I usually have one on each side of me, yeah. either way, which is the advantage I get of that. And the best part about that for you here, too, is they pull their crops off and then you've got all the food. Correct. And then they're moving in. So, yeah. you know, don't forget, you don't want all those deer. You don't want all those deer all summer. No. You really don't. And if you're out and you're, and you're not seeing deer in the summer, so that's what? fine. Who yeah. cares? You don't want them there. You know, you want your food... To, you want to get your food put in, get stuff ready. You, you know, don't want your bucks there. You don't want your bucks there, yeah. You're going to have does there. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have does there. Yeah, you're going to want some does in the property for sure. You, may, you may see a buck here and there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you don't want them there that whole time because chances are they probably won't be there then later once right. they change their, their patterns. Basically, what you're trying <laughs> to do is make it, as far as I'm concerned, you're establishing your property to be a fall range for the bucks you want to kill yes. during the hunting season. And that's the whole thought every year of the process. Yeah. I want those bucks to know, hey, I'm heading over to the Triple B because number one, they got great food over there, great bedding, and the ladies are the there. ladies. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, think, think, think of your property as the best nightclub in the area right. when you were 20. Right. <laughs> right. That's kind of what you want yep. come October, November, and December. Yep. And a lot, too, that we should touch on with our with our brassica plots, our green plots, mm -hmm. um, especially stuff for late. We winter rye yes. the hell out of that over the top and fill those plots in, anything that's bare. So when you lay out your winter plots, say you're, for this year, Mike did the same thing I did. Uh, we used uh, tillage radish and purple top turnip, right? Yep. And so at my place, there were spots I had overseeded, which was my fault. 
uh, should be about seven to eight pounds per acre. And I overseeded it a little bit and it's something I will not do this next year, okay? Uh, because it didn't grow up as high. It was there and it established, but the the uh, purple top turnips weren't as big as I wanted and the tillage radish didn't go as deep as I wanted. And then the leafy part of the plant, which is what the deer start on, didn't grow as 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 much as it should have. And it because I planted too she much. Too many choking each other. Right. Right. So this year, and then of course the plot, the bottom plot, the mom plot, where the nutrients are a little, little bit different, it was perfect. Yeah. But, but we couldn't get in it. We couldn't get in it. Nope. So um, this year we'll change the, I'm changing the poundage that I put in on the upper stuff. Plus we're changing some plot uh, layouts on that property. So you guys will see some some pretty neat stuff coming up this, this year on, uh, on the web show about uh, how we're re relaying out the triple B basically to add structure, but basically we're giving them more um, edging to move east-west, which is how we control deer movement on my property east-west, and uh, different levels for them to uh, move, which gives us easy in, easy out, and more hunting opportunity. The food there, like I was saying, um, we're going to take a less poundage per acre and I'm going to fill with winter rye like Mike was saying. So when he says we fill with winter rye, so any of the areas where it didn't grow that great or it's sparse, um, we overseeded with 50 pounds of winter rye per acre and you can go up to 100 pounds of winter rye per acre. And I and, did it. Yeah. I did it down below. Yeah, it seemed to work. Yeah, you have some pictures of that too. We could show that. That yep. thing was solid, thick, nice green. Yep. All the way up to the snow. Yep. You know, and they're digging the hell out of it now. Yeah, this year we're going to do a little bit of a no-till back there with that. Yep. So we're going to use some buckwheat. And uh, again, we'll go on the purple top turnip and tillage radish. And then we're going to do some structure stuff, I think, on that plot with uh, some corn, which is also food, but it'll actually uh, it'll make the deer move a little bit closer to where Mike's favorite stand location is uh, with any of the winds and uh, probably make a little bit so he doesn't have to make a 40 plus yard shot again this yeah, year. Yeah, right. You see, you're getting really good at it though. You shot quite a few bucks out of it. Great. Let's say, but I, I, really think, want to take I think that 20 to 25 like, yard shot would be perfect. I like 20. I'm 20. Good with yeah. 20. And you know, we use, we use our corn both of us do, or are going to use our corn for cover. 100%. Um, my, I have a, I have a seven acre uh, cornfield in front of my woods, mm -hmm. and I 100% put it in there to cover. Yeah. Cover the movement here at my house, cover moving around. Um, you're able to get around the corn to get into the woods. Mm -hmm. um, we're gonna build access and travel points in your property with it yep. that, we, that we've talked about laying out. We're gonna use it Probably down in my bottom plot a little bit to to just separate. segregate the herd a little. Yeah, you know, so a little less stress. And up. and the and the corn's always late food. Yeah, yeah, that's the other part of it. Now, you know, people are going <laughs> to argue, but they're going to throw this right at us, and I'm not going to disagree with their statement. You know, you never use food for for cover structure for you moving in and out. Well, we're not really using it for us. We're using it for structure for them. Yeah. For us, our entrance and exits are our entrance and exits. It's that part yeah. of it's already established when we put a stand in, and it's not due to because we laid the cornfield out this way or that way. Right. 
there is advantages of it. Like this year, right at the top of that edge, I had that cornfield that was at the top edge. You would walk around along the, the edge and get right to those stands, uh, which is actually where I had that big encounter with Gigantus and where you seen rat from the last time you hunted. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, that's all corn. Well, this year I'm going to throw some switchgrass right there, so it's only going to be about 10 feet wide where the corn was, because the corn I used to establish the the, the Roundup Ready corn to establish a good soil contact for when I put the uh, switchgrass in. So that's another way to do things. You can either use Roundup Ready beans or Roundup Ready corn, so you can set up structure with switchgrass switch if that's what you want to do, but remember you have to still retain the food in the area. Now, I know for a fact that that particular spot I could use corn every year in there for cover because they don't bed in it. Nope. They've been close to it, but they don't bed in it. So now that we're changing the structure of things, we'll have multiple levels and our entrances will be on the edging and it'll be a little bit even better. And we're almost doubling with the layout. We're almost doubling our edging, which is going to make it better for whitetail use anyway, because creatures have it. They're an edge animal, and yeah. they love it. So that's that's the plan on that part of it. That'll help hold the deer for hunting season and make uh, less stress for uh, the does, and probably hopefully bring in more bucks. I will say that uh, we've both been fortunate enough to have a large number of bucks for the smaller pieces of property that we have coming in and off the property. They're not living on our property constantly. You know, I had 28 bucks that are two and a half years old or older that came in off the property. <clears throat> they didn't live there, but they came on and off. Right. So, and I don't think, you're, you know, your property here, you're a little bit smaller than mine, but you still had. Yeah, I had, I had probably two that did live here. I'm really close to here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were here every day, pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, I had, I had probably about ten, I think, different ones come in and out that were two and a half or older. Mm -hmm. um, five super consistently. Yeah, you know that we passed every one of mm -hmm. wanting them to to live, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's you know, in the corn like we use the corn here in my big field for for kind of a blocker, a yeah. little more of a safe safety barrier for them to feel safer yeah. um, until my trees are growing up right which you know we want to enclose that field so that it could be a it could be an all green area you know I would say closer within, or not so. yeah the way you laid out all your pines here and everything in yeah. front of here I'd say within the next five or six years yeah. you'll be able to, if you want to make that all green field you'd be right. good to do that and, and we wouldn't be able to do that without the trees no you know because they're not going to stand out there in the open where you can see them no and even then you're so. going to use corn to separate it anyhow because yeah. then you can separate your dough groups yep. all of that yep that's the one big thing too guys remember you you want to separate your dough groups and it's easy to do with food corn you'll be surprised that they won't walk through the corn They'll walk around the edge of it if they know they can stay in the greens and walk around the edge of it. They don't walk in the corn till now. <coughs> you know, they're eating it now, so now yeah. they travel. And they've started, um, in my corn, they've started from the woods and been slowly working their way towards the trees. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's systematically eaten, you know, all the way down. Yeah. The Man. full length of it's funny how they go. They're like, they're not going to get closer than they have to, you know. That's perfect. So, yeah. You still have a little food, so that's even better. Yeah, a little bit left, yeah. So. 
But that's about how we look at that, you guys. I mean, we're, we, use, we use corn for structure. Not gonna lie to you. Now, do we use it for you know, cover for ourselves? No, we use it for structure to make the deer move where we want them to move. Mm -hmm. <coughs> they're, a creature, they're a creature of habit. They're a creature that will walk around. Uh, if they feel safer, they'll walk around air certain areas. Right away when the corn's short, of course, they'll walk right through it. Yep. But they'll walk around it when the corn's six, eight, nine, ten feet high, staying in the greens and uh, feeding the greens. So that's kind of how we're using corn mostly. Uh, I'm not an advocate of soybeans in my area because they totally decimate them. Here at Mike's, because he's got beans around the outside, I'm sure he could run beans if he wants to. So, but like like Mike said too, you know, it's an early attractant and yeah. a late attractant. Like right? I, like, you know, this year I tried it, like, then you know, I yeah. put them right in with my corn. <clears throat> So the, the beans are planted in the same rows with the corn and it, it helped them make it through mm -hmm. for late. Yeah. They didn't touch those beans green. Um, every one of them was there late. Yeah. So the bonus for that is if you still have a tag and you're late hunting. Right. I've got beans and corn standing. Yeah. So you yeah. got an area to hunt it. You know, if you're done, then they just have food. That's true. So. Yeah. And then your late <laughs> season stuff too with your brassicas. So the bad brassicas would be a big compliment to the soybeans and corn that are around. You know, my corn was just pretty much decimated by the time the end of muzzleloader seeds went over. But yeah, the deer sure. herd down there is fairly substantial yeah. and everybody else had their stuff was gone. So this is where they came to eat. One in particular deer I had, uh, he ended up apparently leaving my property Christmas Eve. It's the last picture I have of him. And, uh, and, uh, he was down eating the, eating the purple top turnips. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. That might be his last mistake. Hopefully. No, why? Hopefully it is. Because I want to put his face on my wall. That's right. <laughs> so, but that's about all we got this week. Uh, appreciate you guys' support. Be sure to listen next week when we bring the obsession to you with another question from the audience. Uh, remember to check us out on YouTube, Rush Outdoors Wisconsin. Uh, subscribe to the channel there we'll be bringing all of our um, property management stuff we'll be doing over the summertime and all of the hunts that we do for the web show in the fall we appreciate you guys support see you next week thanks for tuning in